don't need a uh, sermon outline tonight. If you need one of those, if you slip your hand up, we'll get that to you. We're going to be in Romans chapter 15. We've gone a long ways in the book of Romans. We're getting to the end here, and a uh, few more weeks to go. And uh, we'll, we got some names to go through in chapter 16, which will be coming up. But chapter 15 tonight. Look down at verse 22 when you find that tonight. And what a good song. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. And what truth that is. The longer I've been saved, the better and better the Lord gets. And he is so good to us. Far better than what we deserve. And if you think you deserve better, you've got some problems. We have one thing we all deserve, and that's hell. And anything else from God is his grace and his mercy. And thank God for his grace and for his mercy. Romans chapter 15 tonight. We're going to look down at verse 22 and go through verse number 29. We see here, my Bible has in the notes here, it says the fact that Paul desires to visit Rome. Now, Paul didn't want to just go to Rome to be a tourist. How many of you like to travel? And so I, I would hope you two would like to travel with the traveling you do. So how many of you like to travel? Here we go. Again, Nick has his hand up and Vicky doesn't have her hand up. So he just traveled. But it so here, I'll ask, I'll ask this, okay? So do you, who likes to travel by airplane? Who doesn't like flying on airplanes? My hand's up. You know, hey, let's just do that again. Who says you don't like flying on airplanes? Where's your hand at? You just like to be in control of everything. That's the problem right there. And you say, how do you know that and how can you say that? Because I'm on the same plane as you are. So I, I used to love flying and hit some bad turbulence one time, and I do not like it since. The kids love it. We go flying somewhere. I'm sitting in my seat, and every time the turbulence, if there's a little turbulence, I'm in the seat like this, and I'm this is so awesome. I'm like, <laughs> plane's getting ready to take off, and I'm just holding on to my seat, thinking that's going to help if something happens. It's not going to help. But then, you know, you really stop to think about, do you realize you are safer on an airplane than you are in a car? And I will tell you this, when it's your time to go, it doesn't matter if you're on a plane, if you're in a car, when it's God's time for you, you could miss the flight, and something else will happen, and it's just your time. So I try and convince myself that every time I get on a plane. Who likes to travel by ship? By ship? How many of you have never been on a ship before? And so how many of you have, that have gone on a cruise like going on cruises? You like that? I hear the food is pretty good on cruises. Is that true? And so how about by train? Anybody like to travel by train? It takes a long time to travel by train. We did it one time. It was fun, though. We had fun. Except that car, the food car is really expensive. I know that. And then when you're going from Montana to Chicago, that was quite a long trip there. And so, but, you know, we travel places. Why do you travel places? Experiences, right? That's what a lot of people do. You go because you want to see the sights, see something different. Maybe it's just a break, a vacation. Paul didn't travel for a vacation. Paul didn't travel for leisure. Paul was focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ. One of the things I love about Paul, and there are lots of things I love about Paul, and the more I study his epistles, the more I appreciate 
so much of the things that he did and that God used him to do. But as we look and we think about Paul, before he got saved, when he was Saul, man, that guy havoc on the church, and he gave his life to destroy Christians. And he did a pretty good job of it. He didn't really realize the fact that he helped get the gospel to spread. He didn't realize that at the time. But I love the fact that the passion that he put into what he did before Christ, he put that same passion afterwards. He wanted everyone to get the gospel. He wanted to travel to Rome to get to those there to get them the gospel. He wanted to get the gospel everywhere he could. The interesting thing is, Paul had much different plans than what God did for him. And sometimes in life, we like to set up all the plans, and we like to say, this is how this is going to happen, and you have everything planned. I know sometimes people go on vacations, and they've got from the time you wake up till the time you go to bed, the entire day planned what they're going to do. That's not vacation. Vacation is we wake up in the morning, I don't know what we're going to do. You say, do you figure out a plan? Yeah, we always do something. We go, yes. But at the beginning of the day, I really don't have a plan. I might have an idea, but we just go with it. We don't end up, if we get up late, it's vacation. I don't have to be somewhere at 8 o'clock and all that different stuff. But Paul had ideas. He had plans. He had things he wanted to do. His goal and what he wanted to do was get the gospel to the lost. I don't think he thought sitting in a jail cell that that would ever happen when the time came he was in jail. But God let him get the gospel to the world through being in jail. We have a lot of his epistles because of all that time he had. But sometimes we have ideas of how we think things are going to go. We have our plans. Isn't it amazing how plans just don't always come through? A couple weeks ago, the college I graduated from, I was supposed to preach chapel there. We flew Caroline's mom out to be with the kids, bought the plane tickets back in October. We had everything set to do this. Caroline had a root canal done four days before we went. You think everything is fine, everything is great. That weekend, her face started swelling up. And so I... We couldn't get a hold of the dentist all weekend long. It's amazing they tell you they have these emergency numbers. What's the point in having an emergency number for the dentist? They don't answer them on the weekend. And so, anyways, Monday morning, our flight was supposed to leave at 7 o'clock in the morning. So I thought, you know what? We're going to change the flight to 1. There's one other flight. They'll go straight to Chicago. We're going to leave at 1. Change the flight. And at 9 o'clock, we got her into the dentist. We get into the dentist, and there's an infection there. He cuts her gums open and stitches them up and says she should not fly. I had plans. When I was in Bible college, there was a restaurant that I loved, my favorite. By 5 o'clock Monday night, I was supposed, oh, no, I was supposed to do chapel the next day, yes. But I was ready for my restaurant at 5 o'clock. It's been 10 years or 11 years since I've had Riccobini's. That's the name of it. And if you've never had Riccobini's and you're ever in Chicago, you have to go there, okay? Just remember, Pastor said so. And uh, I won't steer you. On food, I don't steer many people. Once more, a few people wrong, but that's okay. I still don't understand how Maria Fache doesn't like Phil's barbecue. They don't have macaroni and cheese. 
Why would you go to barbecue for macaroni and cheese? You go to barbecue for the meat. Amen? Do I get any amens there? Okay, I got three amens. That's good. Okay. That's about as many. I got no amens this morning when I said you're supposed to pay your taxes. That one, everything went, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. This went dead quiet in both services this morning. I'm like, wow. And then someone wrote on the box back there something about taxes is robber. Something, some little note on the box back there. I bet it was Louie. He's the one who brought those chips. So I'm going to talk to him later because I think he was doing that. But we make And we act like we have it figured out. At the beginning of the year, some of you get frustrated with me because we put out a calendar for the year. Why do you change what's on the calendar? Because things change. We're not supposed to boast ourselves about tomorrow. Go back two years ago when COVID hit. Yeah, that calendar just went in the trash. That was a waste of 40 bucks for that calendar. There's no point in having that calendar. Nothing that year was crazy. We make plans. I want you to understand something tonight. God is the master plan maker. And it, it doesn't always happen the way we think it should, but God always takes care of things. Well, let's look here tonight and look at what Paul desires, and we'll read through these verses. Verse 22 tonight through verse 29, it says, For which cause also I have been much hindered from coming to you. But now having no more place in these parts, and having a great desire these many years to come to you, whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you. For I trust to see you in my journey and to be brought on my way thitherward by you, if first I be somewhat filled with your company. But now I go unto Jerusalem to minister unto the saints. For it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. Now something that's interesting here, doesn't Paul talk about those in Macedonia and their poverty. They gave offering in their poverty to those in Jerusalem. Let's just stop and think for a minute. That would be like one of the mission churches that we support, or the missionaries we support, seeing that we're struggling, and in their poverty, they send us an offering to lift us up. That's what Macedonia was doing by sending money to Jerusalem through Paul. So let's keep on reading here. It says in verse 27, It hath pleased them verily, for, their debtor, for, they are de for debtors they are. For if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them in carnal things. When therefore I have performed this, and have sealed to them this fruit, I will come to you into Spain. And I am sure that when I come unto you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Father, bless the next few minutes that we have tonight. We thank you for this passage of Scripture. And I pray you help us apply it to our lives. Help us use it tonight. Help it be a blessing to our hearts and to our lives. We love you in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we talk about Paul's travels tonight, number one, we see Paul's plans. Paul had plans here. We see he desired to get to Rome. He's going to go to Rome. He's got to go to Jerusalem to take this offering. But after he goes to Jerusalem, his goal is to get to Spain. Now you say, why would he want to get to Spain? 
Where's the gospel supposed to get? To the uttermost parts of the world. In that day, what was the uttermost parts of the world? Spain, really? So Paul's goal was to get the gospel everywhere. That was what he desired. Man, I wish that Christians today would have the desire that Paul had to spread the gospel. You see, Paul didn't have social media. He didn't have the internet. He had none of the tools we have today. And yet he went place after place. place. He couldn't get on the phone and just tell someone the Lord. He couldn't get on the internet. He couldn't do any of those things. And yet he got the gospel around the world. Would to the Lord tonight that we as the people of God would get a desire in our hearts to get the gospel to this world. The gospel is the only hope this world has. I'll say that again. The gospel is the only hope this world has. You want to change this world? You want things to get better around us? It's not going to happen without Jesus Christ. You see, we know tonight the only way to make a difference in this world is to get rid of the wicked hearts in this world. And there's only one who can take a wicked heart, transform that heart, and give them a new heart. And it's Jesus Christ. The world needs that tonight. And as we look here, we talk about Paul's plans. The first thing I see here, that Paul's plans were very detailed. He goes through here, he had things planned. He's probably, Paul and I are probably opposites in this area. I'm like, let's just go. So I knew I was going to eat that food. That was my plan. And whatever else happened, happened. We were talking about maybe going where we got engaged, going by our first house when we were married, doing those things, doing chapel the next day. But really, it was just whatever happens, happens. As long as I get my Rickabinis, I don't care about the rest. Oh, preach chapel and be a blessing to God's people. That's all that matters. But Paul is very detailed in his plans. And there are many people that are that way. How many of you in here are very detailed? And, uh, yeah, Janess, you are. Don't give me this little thing. Yeah, you are. Some people are just very detailed. That's not me. Caroline's good at taking notes. I'm good at watching her take notes. See that Paul tells them there in verse number 23, it says, but now having no more place in these parts, he's not saying that they were running him off or things were going on. What he's telling them there is, I've finished my job here. It's time to move on. I got to move on someplace else and get the gospel there. Before I come to you and I desire to come to you, he had the details all lined up. Paul had plans. And look at this. Many people make plans in their you know, at a certain age, you're going to have this much money saved up in the bank account. By this certain age, you are going to have a house paid for. By this certain age, you're going to have all these things done, and we make our plans in life. You've got to be careful when you make plans. Plans can change. It doesn't always happen the way you think it happen. And we find out that Sometimes our plans and God's plans don't match up. And at the end of the day, our plans need to match up with God's plans for life. But Paul is very detailed, and he wanted to go and do these things. The second thing that we see was that Paul's plans were hindered. We saw that in verse 22. He said, For which cause also I have been much hindered from coming to you. And he was hindered. He talks about in other places how Satan hindered him. There were people that hindered Paul from doing what he wanted to do. And when we look at those things and we think about it, there was times, remember how Paul wanted to go and the Holy Spirit told him no? 
The Holy Spirit even hindered Paul from doing what he wanted to do from time to time. And there are times, and we've got to understand this tonight, as we look closer at this, you've got to understand something, that just because you make plans to serve the Lord, and you're going to do it this, and all these things are going to happen, it doesn't always happen that way. People can hinder you. Family can, there's lots of things that can hinder. Your physical health can hinder you. How many is that the case? I've got all these big plans and dreams and things I'm going to do for God, but this happens. Hindrances come. Things happen in life. But let me encourage you tonight that no matter where you are, and maybe you're not where you thought you would be, and maybe your plan's been hindered and you're just stuck somewhere, just serve God right where you are. It's what we see with Paul, right? Where did Paul want to be? He wanted to go to Rome. He wanted to go to Spain. But he wasn't there yet. And, uh, and he, gets, he gets to Rome at some point, but I don't think that's the way he was planning on going to Rome. I don't think his plan was to go there for a trial. He wanted to go preach the gospel, which he ended up still preaching and living in that house there when we go through all of that. But sometimes plans get hindered. Just serve God anyways. Sometimes, though, we get so stuck in our plans and what we want, we've got to understand something tonight that we just got to follow God. And Paul's plans let her see. Paul patiently waits for his plans. Look at verse 24. Whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you. But what does he say? He says in the verses before, I've been wanting to, I have great desire to come to you. He wanted to go. But then we see there, whensoever I take my journey to Spain, I will come to you. For I trust to see you in my journeys. And Paul, patience is not always easy. How many of you, patience just comes easy to you? That's not couple. There are a few people, and I think, that, I think that's God. I think that's God and something that God gives some people. Most people don't have much patience. And I don't think Paul always had much patience either. Paul had to learn to be content. Remember that? I think there are some things you've got to learn. But Paul says, whenever, whenever the Lord lets me go, I'm going to come see you. That's a great attitude to have. You've got to understand who's in control in life tonight for God. God should be. You know, what was that song we sang, the first one in the hymn book tonight, have decided to follow Jesus. Sometimes you're going to follow in places you didn't think you were going. Whoa, 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 time out, Lord. That's not where I thought we were headed. I thought we were going this way. This road looks way better. The sun's shining over here. That's a pretty dark pretty deep valley right there. How about we go this? No, no, I've decided. No, there's no turning back. You follow him where he leads you. you understand something. God's way is always the best way. We got to understand that tonight. God knows what's best. And you got to understand, God knows what we need, even when we don't. But I need to be here. And God said, no, you so I got to be careful in your prayers. Lord, take this trial away from me. Could it be that God's trying to teach you something in that trial? But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. I'm learning that I got to change my prayers. Not, Lord, fix this now. Lord, I want what you want. 
Lord, heal my mom now. Make her better now for me. No. You have a plan, and I trust you. God, I don't understand why these things happen the way they do, but you see the whole picture. You got to understand tonight, we don't see everything. You don't see how it's all going to play out. Paul didn't know how it was all going to play out, but God does. He sees the whole picture. He's above all these things. And so as we look at Paul and his travels, we see Paul's plans that he had. Number two tonight, number two, what was Paul's purpose? What was Paul's purpose in his travels? Look there, verse 25, verse 27. He says, but now I go unto Jerusalem to minister unto the saints. For it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. It hath pleased them verily, and their debtors they are. For if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them in carnal things. Paul says, before I can come to you, and I greatly desire, I have my plan set, there's something I got to do first. I got to go to Jerusalem. You see, there's these people, I got to go minister to the saints. Didn't Paul have a hard time in his own life? Paul had a hard time in his life, didn't he? Was Paul's life easy? He had an infirmity they asked the Lord to take away from him three times. How many times did Paul on his journeys get beaten or things happen to him along the way? But we see that Paul said, I need to go minister to those. Was Jerusalem a great place for Paul to go? Was it? No. They didn't like him. They didn't like Jesus. You know, was Jerusalem the place Jesus should have gone back to? We're talking about that on Sunday mornings. He went. Paul's purpose as we look here, letter A, is he came to minister grace to the people. We see that in verse 25. He wants to be a blessing to those in the church in Jerusalem. Think about the trials that the church in Jerusalem had. Man, you think about this mega church. And all these people, all these people being added to the church. All that got, think about them, think about in one day, 3,000 saved and 3,000 baptized. And it's not a Baptist preacher exaggerating about anything. It's written in the Bible, so it's like true because it says it. It happened. And they kept multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. And God was doing great things. And then... You can have your different opinions on different things. They were called to go out and spread the gospel everywhere, not just Jerusalem. And I think they stayed in Jerusalem and didn't go out. And so the Lord had to give them a little nudge and help them get out. We look at the book of James. The book of James is written to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. His church members from the church in Jerusalem that were scattered abroad because of all the persecutions they'd been through. Paul was going to minister grace to these people. Say, well, why would Paul do this? Well, we see some thoughts here about being a debtor to these people, right? Where did Paul get saved? Where did Paul grow? He grew from them in Jerusalem. They helped him. Man, don't ever forget those who helped you get to God. And maybe things are different with them. Maybe there's different things that have gone 
going on, whatever the case may be. But thank God for the person who told you about Jesus. Thank God for that church that you got saved at. And maybe that church, there's for some people, their, their church isn't even in existence anymore. Or it's not even close to what it used to be. But that church helped you. And Paul wanted to go back and minister grace to the people there in Jerusalem. It's part of his purpose. What's your purpose tonight? Have you taken time to thank those who've influenced you? To reach out and help them when they're struggling? I'm thankful for my upbringing. I'm thankful for the church I grew up in. I'm thankful for my pastor. I'm thankful for my parents tonight. And we should never forget those who ministered to us. And when they go through it, we should reach out and minister to them. There have been things with people that I've talked to that they've gone through it. They've helped me, and I've tried to minister that grace back to them. I would do anything. I've made phone calls. Oh, let's, let's go out to eat. Let me do something for you. We see Paul's purpose. He was going to give grace to these people. And what a blessing that is. The second thing that we see, we see this fact of giving here. In verse 26, we see that the people of Ma the people of Macedonia and Achaia, they made a contribution for the poor saints at Jerusalem. And as we look at this, think about this thing. They knew that there were people struggling in Jerusalem. And yet in their struggle, they gave to help. See, really in Christianity today, and I'm not going to take long to dwell on it, but we give out of our abundance. If I have extra, then I'll give this to this missionary. If I have extra, I'll do this. But those in Macedonia, 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, in their poverty, they gave. That's what they did. And this really, this has to be, and you look at Paul and his ministry, this He's taking an offering from them in Macedonia and taking it to them in Jerusalem. It has to be what he was talking about. I could be wrong. I'm not a Bible scholar. and Maybe some of you are better at it than I am. Look, at when we think about this, they gave. Paul was giving of himself to go back there, to minister to these people. And would to God it be active in our missions giving. And our giving in general. I'll tell you. You want to know how your heart's doing? Look at where your money goes. I could go a lot deeper with that. And I'm praying right now in my mind if I should go deeper with that thought there. Last week, we had a meal outside cost was $20 per family or $5 per person. I forgot to put something out there to collect it, so I'm sure people just forgot. We had a guest speaker here for three days. The love offering and the money for the food was about $560 total. If everyone who came to the meal paid for their dinner, that should have been about 400 bucks.
can't even take care of little things like that. And maybe everyone did pay for their meal and we gave nothing to the speaker who came and gave of his life and poured out to us and we gave nothing in gratitude to them for what they did. You know, we look around, inflation. God is still God. I'm a firm believer in that. You want to bless this place? Learn to give. Give to missions. Get, and, and the thing, there are so many people in our church that are so good at giving. And sometimes I'll get phone calls from people and they'll be like, I want to help with this need for someone and all this. And I thank God for people like that. And there are so many like that. And sometimes I know we talk about giving sometimes, and this is the thing. This is what always happens. We talk about giving some. And that when I talk about giving, the ones who always give are the ones that look and want to try to find another way to give something else. That's how they are. But you got to understand something. We're a church. Aren't we? It's a body. It is a body, right? It is a body. Everyone should help the body and do their part and not freeload. I hate to say that sometimes, but it's the truth. You never can outgive God. And I would hate to be a God robber. We should be cheerful givers and give to the Lord. We see that Paul's purpose also included gratitude. And Paul said, look at what he says about the people there. Look at verse 27. If it, it hath pleased them verily, and their debtors they are, for if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them in the carnal things. Just look real close there. You see, if the church at Jerusalem helped them with spiritual things, it was their job as debtors to the church in Jerusalem to help the church in Jerusalem with the physical, the money, that side of things. You see how that works right there? When you are grateful for what the Lord has done and grateful for the things that have happened in your life and all these different things, realize that you owe the Lord everything. We do. Didn't we talk about that this morning? Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. But we see these people, they were debtors to the church at Jerusalem. And, I'm, and we look at that, we're all debtors to someone tonight. There are no self-made men and women in this room. There are not. You are not self-made. You couldn't find your way to God on your own. I'm sure Paul wrote some words in Romans. That really helped my life. But I'm glad that on Damascus Road that the Lord reached him. And I'm glad for Barnabas that really helped Paul along the way. You see, we all have a lot to be grateful for. We're, we should have gratitude tonight. And when we look at these things, we look close and we see Paul had a lot of plans. We see he desired to go to Rome. We see the fact that things didn't work out quite the way he thought they would. But we see he had a purpose behind what he was going to do. 
as we look at this and where are we at on time? We got 10 minutes. That's pretty good. Not too bad tonight. We look at the last couple verses. It says, when therefore I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I will come by you into Spain. And I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. We look at Paul, thirdly, we see Paul's plans, we see his purpose, see the power that Paul had. Look at verse 28 there, again. We see that Paul has a mission. He wants to get to Rome. He wants to get to Spain. I'm going to get to Spain. He was, he was adamant about it. I don't see anywhere where God really told him, you need to go to Spain, go to Spain, go to Spain. But what do we see him over and over again? He had a mission. His, he had a powerful mission. What was his powerful mission? To get the gospel out. He wanted to get to the ends of the world with the gospel. That's letter A. He had a powerful mission. Hey, church, we have a powerful mission tonight to reach Chino with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have a powerful mission to reach this state with the gospel. California needs it. California is a mess tonight. And uh, I, I love hearing people. California is so bad. Every state is bad, okay? Let's be honest tonight. I know California, I know. Melanda, fruits in the nuts, and we got some of those in here tonight too. I get that. But we have a mission to get the gospel out. Let me ask you, how are you doing with your mission? When's the last time you grabbed a gospel track and told anybody about Jesus? When's the last time? I want you to answer that out loud, but think in, think in your head tonight. I know it's Sunday night and you don't like to think, but think for a minute. When's the last time you shared the gospel with somebody? We have a mission. Do we forget the mission? Paul didn't. Paul had hindrances. Paul had things getting his way, but Paul was going to do what God called him to do. That's what we need today. We need to do what God would have us do. We see him talking about the fruit there, and he's going to come to them. Then we see there in verse number 29, And I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. And we see he had a powerful mission, but he also had a powerful motive. The gospel. What motivates you tonight? If making money motivates you, then that's what you're going to do in life. And money's not doing too good today, huh? And uh, I saw someone the other day, they had a meme, and it was a gas, a gas pump. It was just all this money flying out of it. That's literally what it's like pumping gas right now. What's, what motivates you? We know for a fact that Paul's motivation was the gospel. What is your motivation to? You see, sometimes in life, actually, let's just put it this way. Most of the time in life, our plans do not go the way we want them to go. We get our plans, we get our ideas, and this is what's going to be like. I remember 11 years ago when I started pastoring here. I had my plans, I had my ideas of what it was going to be like 10 years in. Say, what are those? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. 
Not going to tell you. You want to know them? I'll, you can come see me sometime and I'll tell you. I'll, t- I'll let you know. I'll, I'll tell you. But I had big plans. Big dreams. Big aspirations. Say, what's your thoughts about 10 years from now? Big dreams. Big goals. Big aspirations but in totally different ways than what they were 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I wanted to build the biggest church in Chino. Today, I don't care. I want to figure out how we can go start a church in Chino Hills. How we can get a church started. Well, there's some in Ontario, right? But Diamond Bar... Let's help other people start churches. Let's help. Johnny and I were talking the other day. He knows that, he knows that God's called him to pastor. So you're interning right now. Graduate college. Find a wife. Stick around here. Let us help you grow in the ministry a little bit. And then let our church help you start a church somewhere. You know, my goal 10 years ago I wanted to have a mission-supporting church. So my goal is to get up to 100 missionaries in 10 years that we support. The focus has changed. The goal is, when I started pastoring, the goal was I had all these plans and dreams, and then God's like, "Yoo-hoo, Brian, I'm the one who called you, right? Yeah, you're the one who called me. Then just let me, let me have control. Don't worry about the things you can't control. If God takes someone or brings someone to a church, God does that. He brings who needs to be put into a church. So my desire today, I'm going to be honest with you, is not to build a big kingdom in Chino. My goal is to get people into his kingdom any way I can. More gospel-centered. Took a little bit of time to get that figured out. But we all, that's how it is, right? God knows what's best. God knows what he's doing. These past couple years with COVID, if you look this morning, wasn't it nice to have two services that were pretty full this morning? It has been a long time. It's been a long time. And I mean, before COVID, we were pushing close to 200, and then COVID hits, and then whatever happens there... December, November, things were looking really good, and then all of you got COVID again. And then we had some of the lowest days we'd ever had, and it was this hit and miss. Brother Young last week, half the church wasn't here. I don't know what happened. I thought the rapture happened, but I remembered, I'm still here. So the rapture didn't happen, and the good faithful ones are still here. So it's the other way around. But anyways, God knows what he's doing. I don't need to worry about that stuff. I need to worry about telling my neighbor about Jesus. I need to worry about telling that cop about the Lord. I need to worry about getting more money to support more missionaries to do God's work. We gotta get the right focus. And Paul had the right focus. He traveled. He ministered. Everything he did was for the gospel.